What could you do if your data was working for you and not against you? With Bloomberg delivering enterprise data directly to your systems, you get easy access to the details you want, optimized for higher level analysis, and financial data experts committed to helping you maximize your every move. Our data is made for more, so you can show the world what you're made of. Visit Bloomberg.com slash enterprise data to learn more. Live from the Bloomberg Interactive Workers Studios, this is Bloomberg Daybreak for Tuesday, March 21st. Coming up today... The U.S. looks for ways to guarantee all bank deposits. We'll tell you which losers are emerging from the UBS takeover of Credit Suisse. The banking turmoil is in focus as the Fed begins its two-day policy meeting. And criminal charges could come for former President Donald Trump as soon as today. New York City is beefing up security ahead of possible Trump protests. Plus, a car jumps a curb in Brooklyn, killing two pedestrians. I'm Michael Barr. More ahead. I'm John Stashauer in sports. Julius Randle's 57 points. Not enough. Knicks lost to Minnesota. Rick Pitino named the new coach at St. John. That's all straight ahead on Bloomberg Daybreak. The business news you need to start your day in just one 15-minute podcast. Each morning on Apple, Spotify, the Bloomberg Business app, and everywhere you get your podcasts. Good morning, I'm Nathan Hager. And I'm Karen Moscow. Here are the stories we're following today. We begin this morning with the latest fallout from the global banking turmoil. The U.S. is now studying ways to guarantee all bank deposits if this crisis gets worse. And we get the latest live from Bloomberg's John Tucker. Good morning, John. And Nathan, the Treasury Department reviewing whether federal regulators have emergency authority to temporarily insure deposits greater than the current $250,000 cap on most accounts. Well, sources say the department wants to know if it can make the move without approval from Congress. One legal framework under discussion would use the exchange Stabilization Fund is the only money under the full authority of the Treasury Secretary. A coalition of banks worry if another regional lender fails, more depositors will move their money to larger institutions. Live in New York, I'm John Tucker, Bloomberg Daybreak. All right, John, thanks. Well, shares of First Republic are rebounding from an all-time low. The regional bank fell another 47% yesterday after S&P Global lowered its credit rating for the second time in a week. Executives from major banks are currently discussing new ways to stabilize First Republic, and this morning its shares are up more than 25% in the pre-market. Well, Karen, we're starting to find out who some of the biggest losers are from the takeover of Credit Suisse. PIMCO and Invesco are among the largest holders of the lender's AT1 bond which are going to zero as part of the takeover deal. PIMCO held more than $800 million of that debt. Invesco held around $370 million. BlackRock's exposure was around $110 million. Well, Nathan, we're also seeing fallout of a different sort from the Credit Suisse takeover. Recruiters around the world are getting flooded with calls from bankers seeking new jobs. And we get the details live with Bloomberg Steve Rappaport. Steve, good morning. Good morning, Karen and Nathan. Many Credit Suisse employees are looking to jump ship before they get forced overboard once UBS takes over. Principal Partners Director Will Tan tells Bloomberg he's taken hundreds of calls. To be honest, I don't think there's enough jobs out there to you know, accommodate all, all the, the job seekers. Tan believes the best employees at Credit Suisse saw the writing on the wall a while ago and probably already left. 
Live in New York, I'm Steve Rappaport, Bloomberg Daybreak. All right, Steve, thanks. We'll soon find out how the banking turmoil affects interest rates. The Federal Reserve begins its two-day policy meeting today with a decision coming tomorrow. We get more from Bloomberg senior economic reporter Michelle Jamrisco. It almost matters more what Powell says than what he does on Wednesday. I mean, he's going to have to reassure everyone that he's got a number of balances in play. Price stability versus financial stability, yes, but hard data versus sentiment, Wall Street versus versus Main Street. He's got to reassure investors, he's got to reassure the public that the Fed has things under control, that they have the tools in place uh, in case the crisis worsens or in case there is a crisis. Bloomberg's Michelle Jamrisco says investors are banking on a quarter percentage point rate hike tomorrow. Well, turning to politics now, Nathan, it could be a consequential day in GOP presidential politics. This is a day that former President Donald Trump claims he'll be arrested and taken into custody. Amy Morris has more on what we can expect from our Bloomberg 99.1 newsroom in Washington. While the former president says he expects to be charged, don't look for him to be led away in handcuffs. In fact, it might not even be public at first. If the Manhattan grand jury votes to indict Trump for making hush money payments to a porn actress, the indictment would remain under seal until it's formally presented to the court. Manhattan District Attorney Alvin Bragg could announce it only if he gets permission from the court. There will be a mugshot and fingerprints, but Trump will not be placed in a holding cell. Sources tell Bloomberg News he will likely remain in the custody of secret service agents. In Washington, I'm Amy Morris, Bloomberg Daybreak. All right, Amy, thank you. Meantime, at the White House, President Biden has issued the first veto of his term, rejecting a bill that would thwart a rule that allows retirement portfolio managers to weigh environmental, social, and governance issues in their investment decisions. We got reaction from Bill Heisinga, Republican Chairman of Oversight and Investigations on the House Financial Services Committee. The president's got it 180 uh, percent backwards. Uh, People's investment is more at risk when you do this because it ignores materiality. Materiality, materiality, materiality ought to be the watchword, and it's not with this administration. Hmm. Uh, it's uh, it's actually uh, their their goal and objective in this is uh, to push a social agenda. Michigan Republican Bill Heising has spoke with Joe Matthew on Bloomberg Sound On. You can catch the program at 1 p.m. Eastern right here on Bloomberg Radio or listen on demand wherever you get your podcasts. In geopolitics today, Nathan, the U.S. is watching a summit between Presidents Xi Jinping and Vladimir Putin with skepticism and concern. And Bloomberg's Ed Baxter has that story. China's President Xi Jinping says China wants to play a constructive role in finding peace for Ukraine. Russian President Vladimir Putin now says he's willing to look at the peace proposal. Secretary of State Antony Blinken says there have to be red lines. The fundamental element of any plan for ending the war in Ukraine and producing a just and durable peace must be upholding the sovereignty and territorial integrity of Ukraine. There's also no word on whether the talk about lethal weapons has or will take place. Three-day summit in San Francisco. I'm Ed Baxter, Bloomberg Daybreak. It is 40 degrees in New York. It'll be sunny and mild today with a high near 60. We'll get down to the low 40s tonight under a partly cloudy sky. Time now to look at some of the other stories making news in New York and around the world with Bloomberg's Michael Barr. Good morning, Michael. Good morning, Nathan. Officials in New York City are preparing for the possibility of protests after Donald Trump said he would be arrested today in the Manhattan's DA case against the former president. New York Mayor Eric Adams. We're monitoring comments on social media. Uh, and the um, um, NYPD is doing their normal role of making sure that uh, there are, there's no inappropriate actions in the city. 
and we're confident we're going to be able to do that. Adam says the NYPD set up security barricades outside Manhattan Criminal Court and DA Alvin Bragg's office. Meanwhile, Trump supporters gathered in lower Manhattan near the courthouse where the former president's arraignment would occur. It really seems like it's a political hatchet job. It does. It just seems like it's a real got you moment to try to thwart him from a 2024 run. According to a tweet from the New York Young Republican Club, the actions against the former president are unjust from, quote, corrupt Manhattan DA Alvin Bragg. A tragedy in Brooklyn after a car crashed and jumped a curb onto a sidewalk. Two people were killed and five were injured. It happened at 18th Avenue and 64th Street yesterday. The NYPD says the driver of the white sedan that jumped the curb ran a red light at a high rate of speed, hit a black SUV, and took down a pole before hitting pedestrians. The driver of the sedan is in police custody. We're learning more about a crash that happened over the weekend, which left five children dead on the Hutchinson River Parkway. The victims ranged in age from 8 years to 17 and were all from the same family. Westchester County Executive George Latimer says the preliminary investigation appears to show distracted driving or falling asleep at the wheel. There were no tire marks from the vehicle on the roadway or any furrowing in the grass, which would indicate that the vehicle did not use any braking or evasive steering. County Executive Latimer. Global News, 24 hours a day, powered by more than 2,700 journalists and analysts. In over 120 countries. I'm Michael Barr. This is Bloomberg, Nathan. Thank you, Michael. Time for the Bloomberg Sports Update, brought to you by Tri-State Audi. Here's John Stashauer. All right, Nathan. Wild game with the guard. Minnesota Timberwolves without their two best players, and yet they seemingly could miss a shot. They made their first 10. They had 75 points at halftime, and Torian Prince really could miss. He shot 12 of 13, nearly set an NBA record. He was 8 for 8 on three-pointers. The record is 9. Timberwolves blew a 17-point lead, and then they came from five points down in the fourth. They beat the Knicks 140 to 134 on a night where Julius Randle poured in 57 points. His previous career high was 46. He set a Nick record of scoring 26 in the third quarter alone. Only Carmelo Anthony and Bernard King have scored more points as a Nick. Those are legends in this game and uh, pioneers who uh, specifically for this organization, you know, laid the, the, um, the groundwork and, you know, led the way for players like myself to come behind them and be able to play the game I love. Play tomorrow in Miami. Rangers at the Garden tonight playing Carolina. Rangers won twice over the weekend by a combined 13 to nothing. NCAA women's turn at UConn won and reaching a sweet 16 for the 29th year in a row. Miami upset Indiana, so like the men's tourney, two top seeds already out. As expected, Rick Pitino leaving Iona to become the new coach at St. John's. He's the seventh since the retirement of the Hall of Famer Louis Conasecca. None of the previous six have gotten the Red Storm to the levels they used to be at. High drama, World Baseball Classic, Japan. Two in the ninth for a walk-off. 6-5 win over Mexico, so it's the U.S. and Japan championship game tonight. 66-year-old tennis legend Martina Navratilova announced she is cancer-free after a four-month battle. John Stashellen, Bloomberg Sports. The countdown has begun. This May, a thousand global leaders will gather in Doha for the Qatar Economic Forum powered by Bloomberg, held in conjunction with our official partners, the Qatar Ministry of Commerce and Industry and Media City Qatar and premier sponsor QNB. Join heads of state, influential ministers and leading CEOs to make new connections and gain unique insights. Learn more at QatarEconomicForum.com. 
Live from coast to coast, from New York to San Francisco, Boston to Washington, D.C., nationwide on Sirius XM, the Bloomberg Business App, and Bloomberg.com. This is Bloomberg Daybreak. Good morning. I'm Nathan Hager, and some calm has finally settled into bank stocks this morning after about two weeks of panic. Bloomberg News has learned the U.S. Treasury Department is looking at ways to temporarily expand deposit insurance for everyone even above the $250,000 cap, without having to go to Congress for a formal sign-off. Let's bring in Jeff Black for more on this and other assurances we're hearing uh, from banking regulators. Jeff is a finance editor for Bloomberg News. Thanks for being with us this morning. So what are the options on the table from the U.S. Treasury, Jeff? Good morning. Yeah, so this is a, a, would be a, a pretty significant message uh, to the public um, and to to business owners that no matter how much money you have got sitting in a, a bank account, whether that's at a big Wall Street bank or a smaller community or regional bank, that your deposits will be fine. Now, if that goes through, then that really does help to uh, put a floor under what has been pretty significant outflows from those smaller banks in the U.S. Um, and of course, this def- this is not really something that's directed at households because the cap is already $250,000. That's a, a large amount of money. So you're really talking about small businesses, corporates, startups, tech firms that have been at the center of the storm in the U.S. It would be if it went through quite a powerful message. Yeah, it's a big if that it goes through, though, isn't it? I mean, what, what, is it clear that the Treasury has the authority to uh, make an emergency move like this? So my understanding is that, uh, and our colleagues have been reporting on that, is that the Treasury and the FDIC have a a limited uh, room for manoeuvre. They do have a pot of money that is solely under uh, Treasury discretion. That is usually being directed for currency stabilisation and lending abroad, but uh, it could be an option for them to use it in this circumstance. Um, so the, without it having to go to Congress. If it goes to Congress, then obviously that's a, a whole different ballgame. And with the divisions that everybody knows about, it's not sure that, that that would get through. The opposition to this would say, hang on, if you put uh, such a big guarantee under the deposits of all the banks in America, that is an enormous uh, moral hazard. That means that uh, you're essentially t- telling the banking sector that the risks are being taken care of by the federal level. And that's a a debate that would get going there. Yeah. And it raises the question as well about uh, whether the banks really need a guarantee like this. Obviously, it's something that the uh, midsize bank coalition we've been talking about for several days has been pushing for from the Treasury Department. But what do midsize bank balance sheets look like right now? Obviously, uh, Silicon Valley Bank had a a heavy amount of uh, uninsured deposits. But is there a real need for something like this more broadly among uh, midsize banks? Well, the banking system already has access to liquidity from the Federal Reserve. So, you know, in theory, uh, it can handle a certain amount of uh, outflows from deposits as long as that doesn't go on permanently. Um, But that's a technical measure that maybe in a situation where people are really feeling fear and they're feeling pressure, that they're not really going to take account of that and So uh, putting a a guarantee is a more powerful psychological measure to tell people, business owners, that your, your deposits are safe. You do not need to go and move them elsewhere. 
Yeah, we saw the Federal Reserve uh, put some of those emergency lending facilities into place in recent days. Are you looking for the possibility of the Fed to do more uh, to, to shore up uh, bank security here, uh, particularly with the decision coming up tomorrow? Yeah, so obviously, you know, central bank authorities have always got to balance financial stability with their inflation mandate. That's something that's obviously uh, key in the minds of, uh, of Fed policymakers. That's also something that we're seeing here at, in, in Europe. It's going to be part of the discussion. Do we need to pause? Do we need to slow down? I can't offer you much on what they're actually thinking inside their minds, but that's definitely part of the consideration. Yeah, certainly something we're going to be watching for ahead of the uh, final decision tomorrow. So in our last 30 seconds here, uh, Jeff, what more are you looking for when it comes to providing even further assurances, stability after the last couple of weeks of people here? So I think in in the U.S. and in Europe uh, that uh, businesses and households need to know that there's some sort of regulatory certainty, that A, the authorities are on the side of the public and business owners, and that B, there is a certain stability. So doing what they say they're going to do. And that might also extend to the inflation debate as well. This is Bloomberg Daybreak Today, your morning brief on the stories making news from Wall Street to Washington and beyond. Look for us on your podcast feed at 6 a.m. Eastern each morning on Apple, Spotify, and anywhere else you get your podcasts. You can also listen live each morning starting at 5 a.m. Wall Street time on Bloomberg 1130 in New York, Bloomberg 99.1 in Washington, Bloomberg 1061 in Boston, and Bloomberg 960 in San Francisco. Our flagship New York station is also available on your Amazon Alexa devices. Just say Alexa, play Bloomberg 1130. Plus, listen coast-to-coast on the Bloomberg Business app, Sirius XM Channel 119, the iHeartRadio app, and on Bloomberg.com. I'm Nathan Hager. And I'm Karen Moscow. Join us again tomorrow morning for all the news you need to start your day right here on Bloomberg Daybreak. Collaborate for a greener future at the Bloomberg Green Festival, a groundbreaking celebration of the thinkers, doers, and innovators leading the way. From design and culture to technology, science, and entertainment. Hear from inspirational speakers and immerse yourself in climate solutions, July 10th through 13th in Seattle. Title sponsor, Amazon. Official airline, Alaska Airlines. Get 20% off using promo code RADIO20 at BloombergLive.com slash Green Festival.